Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Luna Love of the Podcast acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded, the Araqual people of the Bundjalung Nation, and pays respects to elders past, present, and emerging. I'm your host, Jordana Levine. Um, I just wanted to start this episode off by saying thank you so much for everyone's feedback on the Scorpio season and Scorpio New Moon and Solar Eclipse episode, and also on the interview with Eleanor Hadley. Um, you guys really enjoyed both of those um, episodes. I don't know whether it was the energy of Scorpio. I don't know whether it was because we were talking about sex. I'm not sure why everybody was frothing on it, but I'm so glad that you were. I also, I guess I kind of alluded to it in the last, um, well, not the last episode, the one before that um, I'm doing natal chart readings now and just diving into all of your charts has been so illuminating for me as someone who studied astrology for so long and I guess in a way, it might sound quite silly to you guys because obviously I have a podcast about it, but it's always been something that I felt like I need to kind of keep uh, to myself and not really share with people. Um, So to be offering it now as a service and feeling the way that it lights me up and that it's lighting you guys up has been so rewarding and perhaps that's starting to be reflected through the podcast. Anyway, welcome to today's episode. If you're listening to this uh, on the day that it airs, which is October 31st, happy Halloween, (laughs) but also happy Mars retrograde. That is what we're going to be talking about today. We're actually going to be talking about Mars as a planet and as an energy, and then specifically about this retrograde period that it is going through, which is going to be from now until like mid-Jan. Yeah, for that entire time of the retrograde period, it will be retrograding through the sign of Gemini. And then what happens is it stations direct, but because it's gone so far back through Gemini, it's got to go back through Gemini again. So it's actually going to be in Gemini until the end of March. Yeah, so there's lots to cover and I am going to be focusing on the energy of the planet Mars within the sign Gemini and what the combo of those two mean. I know that I often say on here, oh, this, you know, this podcast is really moon focused and it is absolutely moon focused. That is my primary focus of this podcast. 
But every now and then I do branch out to some of the other planets. A couple of episodes ago, we spoke about Venus, which was conjunct the sun and the moon at that time because uh, it was a new moon solar eclipse and the energy that Venus played in that. I often talk about a Mercury retrograde. They happen three times a year. And every now and then I bring up Mars. The reason I do kind of focus on those planets is because they are the personal planets. Yeah, they're very close to the sun and Earth. Whereas some of the outer planets like Neptune and Uranus and Pluto are so far away. And although they are still having an impact on us, it's it's more of a collective impact. Whereas Mars, Venus and Mercury are going to really affect us personally. And that's why I really want to talk about this particular Mars retrograde. So on October 31st in the Southern Hemisphere, it'll be October 30 in the Northern Hemisphere, Mars will station retrograde. Most of you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, that when a planet is in retrograde, what's really happening is the energy around it is slowing down. It gives the illusion an energetic felt sense of moving backwards. It's not actually moving backwards. It's just slowing down to a point where our perspective changes and it almost looks and feels as if it's moving backwards. What's actually happening from an energetic perspective is that the energy that that planet governs can start to become dormant. So Mars is the planet of motivation and action. So you can imagine what happens when that becomes dormant. It's not great for productivity, right? What's important with a retrograde, though, is not to be focusing on what we're losing (laughs) or what we might be lacking and start to focus on what is valuable, like what are the gifts of this retrograde? So we're going to be having a look at look at that a little bit. But before we do, I just want to tell you a little bit about this particular Mars retrograde. It will kick off on Halloween. It's going to go until the 13th of January. And all of that, again, I said this at the beginning, is happening in the sign of Gemini. And then it will station direct. And then it's going to continue to move through Gemini until the end of March. Now, Usually it will take, not usually, always, it will take two years for Mars to make its way through all 12 of the zodiac signs. And during that rotation, it only retrogrades once during that period. So unlike Mercury, for example, which will retrograde three times a year for three weeks at a time, and Venus, which retrogrades every 18 months, Mars is only putting itself in reverse every 24 months. Yeah, so this happened this hasn't happened for 2 years. I actually remember the last Mars retrograde very very well. I wonder if you do. It was 2 years ago, so it would have been this time of year 2020. Cast your minds back. I mean, it's all a bit of a blur, isn't it? I remember it quite distinctly. What is important to know is that collectively All retrogrades, no matter what the planet is, are a time of introspection and reflection. It's a sign for us to slow down, go within, and reevaluate. Before we have a look at how to best use the energy of Mars when it is retrograding, let's have a look at the fact that it's happening in the sign of Gemini because this is very, very important for this retrograde. So, Gemini is the sign of communication. And it rules the planet of communication, which is Mercury. So 
don't be surprised if this Mars retrograde has a little bit of a Mercury retrograde vibe about it. Also, it is worth noting, and I'm so sorry to report this, (laughs) that during this Mars retrograde, Mercury will also be going retrograde for three weeks. Yeah. Now that's not happening for a little while. That will start on December 30 and go until Jan 19. So it is like the last few weeks of that Mars retrograde. Mercury Mercury will also be going backwards. This is going to be a very slow time period. Yeah. Which really can be a good thing at that time of year. So if you can plan in advance to wind your energy down during those three weeks. Try not to be working with tight deadlines or impossible travel itineraries or tricky technological projects, yeah? If you can sort of avoid all of that stuff, you really will save yourself a lot of frustration. Okay, let's let's get back on track with Mars though. So that's Mercury when Mercury's in the mix. But Mars on its own, it is flavored by Gemini. It is likely to slow us down, prevent us from taking action, and using our energy externally. So from the 31st of October until mid-Jan, it's not the time to be making big, bold moves or taking on projects that require all of your energy. It is the perfect time to do some inner work and reevaluate how you might move forward once the energy returns. Gemini is a very cerebral sign, Um, so one of two things are going to (laughs) happen. You may notice the thought processing cogs in your head slowly kind of, um, slowing down, slowly slowing down, slowing down, or in some cases speeding up. That is a really annoying thing to say. I know it's like either you're going to get super slow or super fast, but that's really, you know, it can go either way. I I can't really predict how it's going to work for you. You'll either feel quite foggy and like get very frustrated with the fact that your thoughts aren't lining up how you would like them to or if you're a chronic overthinker uh, that'd be me um it might go into overdrive so just something to be aware of if you notice it if you're observing it happening you can go okay that's okay that's okay i'm not going insane that's mars (laughs) i'm not going insane i say that to myself all the time The best remedy for all of this is to try and get out of your goddamn head, yeah? How do we do that? Well, your intuition, your heart stirrings, your feeling sense are your greatest ally during any retrograde, but especially a Mars one. Because not only is Gemini stimulating the mind, but Mars is ruled by Aries, and Aries rules the head. Yes. Okay, so headstrong. Absolutely. But also just the physical anatomical head. So if you can give your head a rest, give it some time off and your energy will thank you for it. The thing I want you to know about Mars is, yes, it is the planet of your energy and your motivation. You see, Mars as a planet actually goes so much deeper than just energy and motivation. And I think it's important that we talk about it because, yes, we may feel our energy wane at this time. We might feel less productivity. But there are some more subtle things I want you to also consider. Mars absolutely represents our drive and determination. 
but it also represents the impulse to protect ourselves and to seek what we desire. Astrologer Jeffrey Wolf Green likens Mars energy to our adrenal glands and our fight or flight response. If your adrenals are low, you feel tired, right? If your Mars is low, or in this case, retrograde, yes, you lack energy, but more importantly, you lack energy for protecting and defending yourself and for going after what you desire. Another way to look at Mars is, and it's it's actually how it is known, Mars is the planet of war. Yeah, it's the war planet. So defending yourself, shielding yourself is so important. What we have to be wary of is overprotecting, overshielding, putting up steel walls around ourselves when we don't need to, when we're not in a fight or flight response, when we're not in a vulnerable position. And then the other part of it is, like I said, going after what you desire. Now, Jeffrey uses this as an example when we're looking at our own natal chart and how to channel your Mars energy through sign and house to show you what you need to shield yourself from, but also what you desire in order to pursue your goals. But it's an interesting thing to contemplate when it comes to a retrograde in Mars. When the energy is dormant, what of your boundaries and your desires then? So let's have a look at how we might use Mars retrograde to our advantage. Because like I said, there is always valuable things to take away from a retrograde. The first thing I want you to do first and foremost is I want you to check in with your energy levels over the next few months. Don't wait until you're burnt out. Yeah, Manage them knowing You're going to have less than usual. You will likely feel sluggish. If you are on the edge of burnout, Mars retrograde might tip you over. So please, please, please look after yourself at this time. When the planet of action is dormant, get curious about what the motivation is behind the actions that you do take. Where is this motivation coming from? My intuition, my heart. Or is it out of obligation or expectation? Although men aren't necessarily from Mars, as a certain book would have us believe, Mars does rule masculine energies. And this is a beautiful time to check in with your masculine qualities and reassess how and if you're using them. Yeah? How does it feel to step into your masculine? Do you need to bring more masculine energies in? Do you need to introduce a little bit more femininity so that you're diluting those masculine energies a little bit? This is also a really beautiful time to look at your desires and passions and whether you're pursuing them, ignoring them, following them, or delaying them. Remember, retrogrades are a time of re-evaluation. Don't let your desires diminish or fall away. Mars is also the planet of our sexual desires, and this retrograde does happen during Scorpio season. So, you know what? It's a good time to check in on your sexual desires, yes, but also your sexual health. I mean, I don't want to be your mum about it, but this could be a good time to book in for a checkup, just get on top of everything. Or maybe it's about some self-pleasure and reconnecting to what you truly desire sexually. 
Some emotions that may surface during this time are those classic Aries Mars qualities like hot-headedness, frustration, anger, being impulsive. It's likely, again, I don't like to predict, I don't like to predict energies, but something I just want you to be aware of, it's likely that those emotions will be internalized. Uh, Aries doesn't like to be internalized. So I want you to try and express them in a way that feels good to you. Uh, Screaming at your partner is not the way to do it. (laughs) Um, I recommend journaling fiercely. You could write a letter that you don't send. You could punch a pillow. You could go for a run. You could dance furiously around the kitchen. There's lots of ways to exert Aries energy. Um, try not to direct it at other people. It's not the way to do it. If you feel these feelings stir, just take a step back, evaluate, reassess, take a deep breath, you know, all the things, all the things. Um, also have a conversation with your intuition before taking action on these things. Yeah. So we're working with two energies here, having the conversation. That's the Gemini piece with your intuition that's the Scorpio piece because we're in Scorpio season before taking action. That's the Mars piece. Yeah. Something else that you might want to just keep an eye on is insecurity surfacing. I know when insecurities kind of surface out of the blue, especially if you've been working on your feeling secure can be really kind of jarring. Um, So just be conscious that insecurities might surface under a Mars retrograde. And if they do, We're not blaming it on Mars, but we can go, oh, okay, okay. This is being shown to me. This is being a little bit exacerbated so that I can address it. Because even if I thought I was being secure, it's likely that there's some insecurity still there. (laughs) Mars retrograde is making us be very adult about our emotions. Something else to kind of keep in check is feelings like desperation and loneliness I mean, I feel those things all the time. No, I'm just joking. But just if you are feeling those things, just be conscious of where it's coming from. Yeah. And maybe it's time to address it. It might not feel good. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Sometimes things are uncomfortable. Sometimes things don't feel good. And that's the point. It's the whole point of it. I personally love working with Mars energy because I find it really uncomfortable I very much identify with my Mars sign and the house that it occupies in my natal chart. Um, If anyone's interested, you probably don't care, but my Mars is in Scorpio in the fifth house. For me, that's very resonant when it comes to my drive, determination, sexual energy, desires, yeah? Getting familiar with your own motivation behind your drive, your determination, your boundaries and desires is really important. And the way that we explore that is by looking at your natal chart and looking at your own natal Mars sign, yeah? So you want to look at the sign that Mars is in, but also the house that Mars is in. If you look at the sign your natal Mars is in, that will tell you what motivates you. And then when you look at the house that it's in, that's going to help you discover what area of your life that you're likely to observe the most characteristic behavioral expressions of your Mars sign. So for example, if it's in your 10th house, it's likely to play out at work, 
um, like career or like in the concrete world. If it's in your fourth house, it's likely to play out um, in family or your home environment, or perhaps it's attached to your upbringing and your roots. If it's in your seventh or your eighth house, it could be about relationships. I mean, there's 12 houses all up. Have a look what it is for you. If you're not sure what that house represents, just give it a little Google. If you want to dive into your Mars placement um, or your chart in general, book yourself in for a natal chart reading. Uh, November is pretty much booked out now, but there's lots of spots in December and January and February. Um, and you know, you're going to want to know then as well. (laughs) So my books are open. So you're going to look at where your Mars falls in your chart, the sign in the house, but it's also worth looking at where Gemini falls in your chart, because this is also going to be affected. Now I kind of make it a thing on this podcast, not to be like, okay, these signs are really going to feel X, Y, or Z. And these signs are not going to even notice that X, Y, and Z is happening in the sky. I try not to do that, but maybe because I'm a Gemini and it's affecting Geminis, I'm going to say it with this Mars retrograde. If you have Gemini placements in your chart, I don't care what planet it is, but obviously if it's sun, moon, rising, or even Mercury, Venus, Mars, um, it's going to be more prominent. Uh, it is likely you will feel friction with this retrograde. It's really shitty because my entire chart is Gemini pretty much. The other signs that are going to feel it are not the air signs necessarily. Um, Gemini, yes. It's the other mutable signs. So if you know a bit about astrology, you'll know there's different modes. We've got cardinal, fixed, and mutable. Now, the mutable signs are adaptable. They go with the flow. They can change quite easily. They're very perceptive of their environment. Those mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Pisces, and Sagittarius. They are also very likely to feel this Mars retrograde. Okay, but what I want you to do, if you don't have a planet in a mutable sign, if you don't have a planet in Gemini, I want you to have a look where Gemini shows up in your chart because all signs will show up in your chart somewhere. And that's where you're going to find the effects of Mars retrograde. So what you want to look at in your chart All charts are different, but I'm going to assume that the symbols for the signs are on the outer rim of the chart. So they'll be on the outside of the chart. I want you to locate Gemini. It's the Roman numerals number two and see what house Gemini covers. Yeah. So it'll cover either one house or sometimes it goes over two houses. I mean, sometimes it could go over three, depending on the size of your house. All all house sizes are different, Um, but have a look at what house Gemini governs in your chart, whether there's a planet there or not, Gemini energy is still in that house. And then I want you to Google, or perhaps you know already, what that house governs, what area of your life it governs. That is likely where you're going to feel the effects of this Mars retrograde. No matter what area of your life it's affecting, no matter what planets you have in Gemini, no matter what what sign your Mars is in, no matter anything I've said today. I think the biggest takeaway is if you feel yourself being forced to slow down, just do it. I want you to look after yourself. I want you to nurture yourself, be gentle with yourself. If those 
Mars and Aries emotions start to arise within you, just observe them, try not to entertain them, express them where you can, try not to direct that expression towards other people, but also don't internalize it. Oh my God, so many rules. I'm so sorry. I feel like you guys know what to do though, yeah? If you're feeling frustration, if you're feeling anger, if you're feeling impulsiveness, go for a run, punch a pillow, sing a song really loudly, journal it out, write a letter, don't direct text messages to ex-lovers or your mother-in-law, don't scream at your partner, just try and express it in a way that isn't going to hurt you and isn't going to hurt anybody else. Um, wow, that is Mars retrograde, my friends. It's a lot, isn't it? Um, don't freak out. It's going to be fine. I tell you this stuff not to put you in a state of fear or like a state of readiness, but just so when stuff starts to surface, you can go, oh, oh, I'm not going crazy. That's Mars. That's Mars. It's good. I knew it was going to happen. It's fine. I'm going to take a few deep breaths and punch a pillow. (laughs) All right. All right, my loves. I'm going to be back like really soon, like in the next few days. You're getting spoiled at the moment. We're going to talk about the Taurus full moon and the lunar eclipse. So it's going to close the eclipse portal, um, but obviously we're going to have a little bit of a repercussion. One thing I want you to just observe, um, you can observe what's happened since the solar eclipse that we just had up until the lunar eclipse is... Eclipses, yes, they're going to catapult us forward. They're going to push us into our destiny, all those things. But it's it's a destabilization, yeah? So if you're feeling rocky, if you're feeling unsure, if things aren't going the way that you planned or you desired, it's okay. Like, it's okay. This is a small, small fraction of your life. Um, and on the whole, you will survive this, yeah? So I just want you to step back and observe rather than getting caught up in the drama of it. Also, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm at the end of the episode and I've decided I will. Um, Last episode in the lead up to the Eleanor Hadley interview, which you all loved, by the way, um, I did say don't go poking the beast. Don't go and start ripping off your skin, trying to shed layers or instigate transformation and change if the eclipse has not instigated it for you. Uh, I ignored my own advice and I poked and prodded a beast um, in my own world and uh, it did not go well at all. So I just, I'm not saying that to air my dirty laundry. I'm saying it to let you know that if you too have done that, and I feel like some of you will have, (laughs) it's all part of the fucking process. It's all part of the process. All right. If you poked and prodded the beast, if you tried to create change where there wasn't meant to be any, if you were trying to give transformation a kick up the button, it did not go well. It's cool. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new Mars retrograde. We've got another eclipse coming up in Taurus. It's cool. All right. We're good. You're good. We're good. We're all good together. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love you to tell your friends about it. You can either give them a call and let them know, or maybe you're more of an Instagram sherry kind of person. Take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories. You can tag the Lunar Lover Instagram account, 
which is Luna double underscore lover. You can tag me at Jordana Levine. You can tag Brad Pitt if you like. <laughs> I don't even know if he has Instagram. Tag anyone you want. Just share the show. Um, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Like I said, I will be back later this week talking about the Taurus full moon and the lunar eclipse. All right, my loves. Until next moon, I'm Jordana Levine and you've been listening to Lunar Lover, the podcast. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.